0: David trick, producer T-Rex. Well, happy new year, everybody. Welcome to the Trick Positive General Ghost TV on this beautiful Monday, January 1st, 2024. Don't forget the four. There it is. Ghost of right there. Happy new year to this beautiful, on this beautiful day. It is indeed Monday and my wife and I have already seen the, watched the roast parade like four times. Well, she has. I only watched it like a little bit here and there. I'm not a big fan. But uh, actually, though, uh, we're going to be uh, renting a, a Airbnb next year. So 25, 2025, right there on the Rose Parade area or Boulevard, Colorado Boulevard, I think it is in Pasadena. So we're going to be actually there live for, I think, uh, two or three days so we can actually see the Rose Parade live. How about that? I don't think I mean, I've been to it, but not live like the day of. Mm. A little coffee, by the way, on this beautiful morning. Daily devotions with Pastor Trigg for you on this beautiful day, New Year's Day. So last night, um, my wife and I went to bed around 9 o'clock, 9.30. We uh, gave her a kiss. We celebrated the, yes, in New York, right, it would have been 9. So yeah, we celebrated the East Coast New Year's and then we were up till midnight so we again kissed at midnight but we were already pretty much on the way down (laughs) sleeping (laughs) and such so very very fun but um I'm actually checking something really quick here I wonder why that's not quite happening just wanted to see a few things here on my end of this live stream, okay, there it is. Okay, good, 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 good. But anyway, as I was saying, had a good night last night. Uh, we're not really big drinkers or anything. We just had, a, I think, uh, did we have anything to drink? I don't think so. I think we ate some yummy food, and yeah, we just uh, enjoyed uh, being together. I am gonna. I am thinking of perhaps tonight, maybe later tonight for New Year's Day Eve. Is that a thing? Maybe having a little uh, DJ night, so I might be going live later tonight with uh, my DJ gear here in the room next door. So maybe look to that, look for that if you would like to be a part of of uh, tonight. So, um, but yeah, I was thinking about daily devotions. I was thinking a lot about how God is so faithful. His mercies are new every morning, and I thought of this verse that I put on the title of this stream. How I forget actually what what did I write down for the title? Let me see if I have it here. Because of His great love, right? And so I wanted to actually go through a little bit of that passage, and um, that because of His great love for it, because of His great love, Ephesians four, yeah, Ephesians two four. So I wanted to look up show you on the screen Ephesians 2.4 and just kind of go through it a bit with you. hope you can see it on the screen there because of his great love for us. I guess I'm always uh, so thankful and so mindful of just how amazing and how filled with grace God is. And all, it's only because of his great love that we have peace in our hearts. I mean, both my wife and I, last night uh, we had peace you know we are people that live in the peace of christ i'm not saying that we don't have times of worry and concern uh even last night yeah a few things kind of came to mind and that kind of made us worry for a bit but this morning we prayed we talked it out and all is well god is uh, always faithful and he's good to the end and i thought man if not for the love of god where would our lives be, where would we be, excuse me, I'm going to take a little drink here in my coffee. I was telling my wife Rochelle that that there, there are no blueprints to be an adult, to raise kids, to now we have young adults, to be married, to lose parents, to go through the ups and downs of life as we age, as we all go through life. There are no blueprints, and especially in our culture, our American Western culture, that is very independent. We don't even have each other to rely on. Whereas, let's say in Latin America or African countries, Asian culture, you have more of a communal uh, family uh, dynamic, and so you you see everyone around you all the time, and you so you see how to raise kids, how to manage uh, grief and loss and illness and and all the good and the bad and the ugly of life. And so you have a lot more of uh, the support system, a village as we've heard before. But in the American culture, we lack that village. And uh, so it's really up to us. And thankfully, uh, in our case, we have a beautiful marriage and our kids, we all work together. But imagine if we didn't have that. Then even with that, it's still not enough to manage all the things of life. And so that's why community, and I don't, and really, honestly, church doesn't do a very good job of this. I think church is very much another expression extension of just our independent models. Um, and really, church can't do that. I mean, in some ways, I grew up in a Hispanic church, and we did have a lot of that support because we saw each other every night, every day. We had Saturday events and Sunday church all day and Monday night and Tuesday night Bible study and Really, every night you're together. And I think that in some ways, for some people, that may be too much. But I think that back to when you're in crisis, when you're going through difficulties, that's how you support each other economically, financially, averse, uh, advice, counsel, just simply being there for each other. And it's not just spiritual stuff. It's also, yeah, how to raise a child. Do you feed a baby, this or that. We were laughing, Rachel and I, about some of the decisions that we made with our kids. And the same thing, even though we have parents and we love them and they were around-ish, but they're not here with us, obviously. And so we had to okay let's see let's put this one down for two minutes and see if she cries okay that didn't work let's try with this child putting them on their back for two minutes you know all these things that you just have no idea how to manage how to do you do your best and you hope to not screw up your life or the lives of your kids and when you do and if you do and yes you will then you apologize and you keep going but back to this passage it just reminds me of that if not for the grace of god and um, right here in verse, well, first look at all the things that happen when we are without God. It says, this is Ephesians 2, this is who we are without Jesus. It says, dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world. You know, the, the world, and you think of last night or you think of every day really online and, and just in daily living, the world has a very strong pull towards everything that is bad and wrong whether it's destroying your life through alcohol drugs through prom- promiscuity and adultery fornication and drugs and overeating and overspending and loneliness and sadness and depression anxiety you name it right there are all kinds of ways in which this world will bring you down and this is how we used to live meaning giving into those things it says there. You followed the ways of this world. So it wasn't just, oh, I'm a victim. I mean, we followed these ways. We walked in the seat of scoffers. We walked in the in the path of sinners. We put ourselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it says it's not just uh, something that we do, but it's also there's a ruler of the kingdom of the air, who is Satan. He's at work. It says here that the spirit of Satan is at work in those who are disobedient. So Satan and his... You could say his uh his mind or his spirit it says here his kingdom they are at work with our own choices and so all those the the two the flesh and the demonic uh, plus just this world and all the terrible and great things that it has they all conspire to destroy us verse three it says all of us along excuse me all of us also lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires. And that's what it feels like and thoughts. It's a satisfying sin, tastes delicious. <laughs> to do uh, evil, to disobey your parents, to live without any restraints feels amazing. And uh, I watch so much stuff online about just young people and all the red pill stuff and all the stuff that you hear about in terms of what young people are experiencing these days not everyone of course but certainly in these echo chambers in certain areas of young people today you have so much of a following after the things of this world and like it says here (coughs) following and gratifying the desires of the flesh you don't have to be 18 to gratify the desires of the flesh (laughs) I know, I mean, the other night I ate a bunch of food that I'm like, man, I am just simply gratifying the cravings of the flesh. It doesn't have to be some major sin, adultery, you, I don't know, take too many drugs or whatever. It just, uh, it, it could be overeating. I know that I've been, I mean, <laughs> look at this face. I've been satisfying the cravings of our flesh and someone could say, oh, come on, just let it be. Don't be hard on yourself. I'm not like killing myself over it. I'm just saying it all goes back to uh, satisfying the cravings, gratifying the cravings of what this world has to offer, following its desires and thoughts, really like sheep led to a slaughter. It says here, like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. I mean, why do I have these cheeks? Because it's the result of the wrath, you could say, of overeating. Why do I sometimes have uh, panic attacks or get anxious or low? Because I give in to fear. I give in to worry. I don't trust that God has it. I think it's all up to me. And plus, yeah, there's some trauma and things that I've been through that we've all been through. So a lot of it is chemical and memories and trauma is is real. But sometimes it's also about not trusting in God. And we deserve the wrath that comes from it. I don't mean like God is punishing me or you. But I mean, if you eat a bunch of food, uh, unhealthy food, you're going to gain weight. If you drink a lot, you're going to have a hangover. If you uh, watch a lot of porn or if you are someone who lies or who is disobedient or who likes to overdrink or doesn't like to study or whatever it is, you're going to reap what you sow. excuse me, but because of his great love for us, and here is the verse that I wanted to, that I've been just meditating on, because of his great love, it says here, because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy, isn't that beautiful? Because of his great love, God who is rich, excuse me, sorry, I already had water, but made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and all this beautiful stuff. <clears throat> so because of his great love, no matter how fat and, and, and overeating, God's love for me is there to guide me back to healthy eating and to being healthy and to and to work out and, and control my eating, no matter how, <coughs> <excuse> me, <coughs> how far your life may seem in 2023, 2024 from God. His great mercy and His great love for for you will bring you back to Himself, to the path that uh, to the to the good path, to the healthy path, to bring you and make you alive, sister, with Christ. Even though you may have had a dead in your transgressions, kind of year. How many of us can be can be honest and say, man, 2023 was just dead. I was dead spiritually, dead emotionally, dead. Uh, financially, dead, physically. I was just dead. I gave in to the worst of me in this world. I walked in the cravings. I gratified the cravings of my flesh. I followed his desires. I thought it was fun. I thought it was amazing, but really it destroyed my life. And I am done. Now you can go and say, okay, I got it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to just be super strong and get in shape and hire this person and that person and Not spend and just you, 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 me, me, me. No, no, you have to say, the Lord will help me. Of course, it's still you, but it's God's love. We're all motivated more from love than hate. When our kids were young, if I was mad at them, I I may have scared them, but I didn't motivate them. I didn't lead them towards me or towards love. They didn't feel loved. They felt judged and condemned but when i acted in kindness still of course with righteousness then they felt even if it was hard they felt loved and they felt cared for that's what god does his great love for you and for me brings us to repentance romans one, romans 2 says that it is his kindness that leads us to repentance meaning it is his love that leads us to change it is this kindness and His grace that leads us to eat better, make better decisions, not overspend, to love our wives, girlfriends, to not uh, fornicate, to not be promiscuous, to get married, to spend uh, less money, to earn more money. Whatever it is that you're, that you're giving into, whatever sins, cravings of the flesh, overspending, being uh, too much of a narcissist or being too angry. All these things where we are giving in and satisfying the cravings of our flesh and of this world, along with Satan's thoughts that get in there, all of that, that deserve wrath, and maybe we've experienced that wrath, all of that can be changed in a moment through the grace and the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. He loves us because of his great love, it says here. He's rich in mercy. He makes us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ, seated us with him in the heavenly realms in order that the coming ages, in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressing his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works. And see, that's where, it's, that's where uh, all this self-positive mindset is good. I like it. I listen to a lot of it. But without Jesus, it's just more more expectations more of a heavy burden upon you really the 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 way that positive mindset can work is if you are filled with the grace of God if you are believing in Jesus if you are trusting in God, you're saying to Him, Lord, take control of my life, guy, I, I give you control, I give you access. You are the one that is in control of my life. and then He lifts you up. He raises you up to that place of eating better and better decisions and, and, and fulfilling all your dreams and serving Him most of all. It is He. It, we're not saved, meaning we don't get right with God. We don't go to heaven because you are thin and rich and, and kind that's all you. You might feel better. You might get a better job. You might live a, a decent life, but you're not going to be in heaven. The only way to make it to heaven is if you put your faith in Jesus, regardless. In, in fact, in spite of your transgressions and of our wrongdoings, he forgives, he saves, he loves, he, he, he restores. He, he is the New Year's resolution. He is Jesus is our New Year's resolution. It is not what we want or what we think or or what we hope for, it is Jesus. Make him your New Year's resolution. I don't mean just going to church, but just say, Lord, I'm I'm, I'm living for you. I love it when King Ryan, you know, Ryan Garcia and, and Justin Bieber back in the day and even Kanye back in the day, but just thinking of Ryan, I'm a big boxing fan, when he put on his Instagram, I think yesterday, glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not saying that he hasn't made a bunch of mistakes with women and multiple baby mamas and who knows what. I mean, he says that he really had a pretty bad giving into his uh, his earthly desires last couple of years. I mean, that's what he would tell you. That's what he says about his, his last two years, three years. But I respect and hope for him that he is saying, Lord, forgive me. I want to live for you. I want to... Be saved. I want to live for you. I want my life to be about you, not about me or about what I want or about my uh, earthly desires or winning more championships or having more money or whatever it is, being famous. It's about being saved. It's about having my heart be restored and changed. It's about having my life be all about you. And, And in this year, I think it's a good example for all of us 2024, let your resolution be Jesus to have him save you to walk away from the transgressions of this earth from the the cravings of our flesh and we have to be honest you know for a lot of us it may not be as i said drugs or alcohol or sex it might be food it might be overspending it might be anger resentment it might be being a victim it might be not trusting god it might be as Adela dallas would say sins of omission the things we don't do maybe you're not giving to the church you're not being generous with people you're not tipping as someone said at the restaurant you're uh you're voting for the wrong people on on in politics and not to get too political but just having all those things really inform how you vote how you think how you process life how you hate or not hate someone who's a democrat or republican or left or right or lgbtq or trans All these things that we get so angry about. I don't think that anger is of God. I mean, of course, God does. uh, He has anger, righteous indignation. But my point is that when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are filled with love and with grace, just like Jesus is filled with love and grace towards us, even though we are so undeserving and even though we give into our natures and into our our cravings and our our fleshly nature, even though we're already saved, we still give into it. Like I said, (laughs) I've been giving into eating pizza way too many times this year, the last two years really, if I'm honest, probably more like four or five years. Anyway, go to right there. Truth bomb. But when we live in the love of God, when we realize the great love that Jesus has for us, we are changed. We can be free. Once again, verse four, but because of his great love for us, God, rich in mercy, makes us alive with Christ, even though we were dead, even though we transgress, even though, even though, even though God raises us up, he seats us with him in heavenly places so that in ages to come, meaning this year, 2024, we can be an example of his grace, of his love that others can see while look at the difference that God has made in his life. It is by grace you have been saved, not by what you do, but faith in Jesus Christ. It is not by your good deeds or your bad deeds. It's not because you believe in karma or because you are you are an atheist and so you don't believe in any other stuff. Or, well, I got beaten up by the church and so therefore now I hate God. I deconstructed my faith. Yes, we all have been through pain and trauma, but none of that will save you or will really keep you from judgment if you want to really be a i guess a final days kind of guy eschatological eschatological none of that will keep us from judgment day only jesus it is not our works it is not how good how much you give how bad you've been or how good you've been in 2023 it is not by works it is only by the grace of god we are god's handiwork that's the word for poem there in the hebrew in in the greek language created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance. And that's beautiful how huh? we all know that you're not meant for sin. You're not meant for giving in to your, to your fleshly desires. You're not meant for gratifying your cravings. It, it feels great. It's tasty. Oh man, it's such delicious to live in sin or to live away from the, the narrow path. It feels great for the moment, maybe for months, years, maybe even for a whole lifetime. But we know that that's not who we are meant to be. We know that we are created to do good works. And we all know that. That's the image of God in us. You don't have to be a Christian to know that. You know that because God put that desire in all of us to do good things in the world, to create for us musicians, worshipers, to sing, to teach the Bible, to create, to build businesses, to make music, to bless people, to serve, to love, to bless your family, to give good gifts uh, for Christmas, to enjoy the Rose parade, to, to simply rest and enjoy life. We all know that we're created to do good things in this world. And guess what? That's what God prepared for us in advance to do. That's what it says right there. God prepared in advance for all, all of us to do good things. If you have found yourself, and again, I'm not saying that any anybody here who may be watching has lived this lascivious life and this life of promiscuity and sin, but maybe you have, or maybe you did for a month or two or three, or maybe you just weren't at your best. This is the year. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad and make this the year when you're going to live for Jesus and put him first. Where you're going to do good works, where you're going to be saved from hell, from punishment, from disaster, from wickedness, from all that this world has to offer that is bad. This world also has beautiful things, sunsets and rainbows and children and pets and flowers and rain and snow and sun, sunshine and rose parades and beautiful, beautiful evenings like last night and Christmas Eve and peace in our hearts. It has so many things to offer. And uh, it, living in Jesus living for Jesus and if you already have faith, but you know it's kind of like at a three out of ten you're like eh, I'm really kind of on the on the fence it's kind of borderline kind of weak I'm barely a Christian barely Catholic barely whatever it's time to be all in because the times are short the days are bad the, the there's so much you know I, I listened to this one podcast we're talking about destruction in 24. And I thought, wow, in some ways that makes sense that there will be more destruction in 2024. And not to be old doomsday, but it seems like the mental health crisis is still not, we haven't hit bottom, maybe the political crisis. I don't know. There's still some things that are out there that we need to be aware of. By the grace of God, we don't have any pestilence or any 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 horrible um, virus out there or, uh, or a pandemic that is... Uh, that is imminent knock on wood as they say Go to the right there but um we know that all those things can can just take a turn um immediately in one day life is short and so why not live for jesus why not go all in in the faith that we have and not just go to church but to get involved and to build uh, schools in mexico or in, in Africa, to give a thousand, two thousand dollars to your church every month, every week, depending on your income, 10% is a good place to start. It's what we do 10, 15%, 20%. Why not serve more people and give your skills away for free? If you have, like the Bible says, if you have two coats, then give one of them to the other. Even if your enemy takes away your only coat, give it to them. The point is to be uh, desprendado, as in Spanish, to be disconnected or to be unattached to your stuff, to my computers and microphones. And if somebody wants to borrow now, I'm going to tell you, I am so not that way. I don't like to share my microphones, but uh, the way that God does test me is by being a servant of others. The other day, I'm in charge of this one area, and someone's like, hey, go pick up those cables over there. And I thought, man, who the heck do you think you are telling me, the boss, but guess what I did? And this was like on a major event right before we we're supposed to start this thing, a bunch of people watching. And it wasn't something that I did even to be seen. I truly thought, Lord, this is what you, what you would do if you want to be great in God's kingdom, the Bible says, to be the servant of all. I went right before five minutes before this major event <coughs> that I was in charge of. And I was in my suit, the whole thing. And people were greeting me on the way up and they're kind of like, why are you going up there? And I just went and knelt, because it was a bunch of stuff on the floor, and just wrapped a bunch of cables and put them away and just went back and led the whole night. And you might think, well, that's no big deal. But for me, that's a big deal, because I can be so filled with ego and greed and status and all that stuff and pride. And, uh, but I remember back years ago when God began to test me in that area, and I began to say, Lord, this is what it means to do good works. This is what it means in my, in my world to live for you <clears throat> this year, to serve others. And it's biblical, right? What is it for you? And what area is God saying to live for Jesus more fully, more holy, maybe in a deeper way, in a more practical way, in a more simple way, in a more <clears throat> genuine way, excuse me, <clears throat> in what ways Or is God asking you to make him a priority? Not your girl, not your gear, not your status, but Jesus. And what happens when you put him first? Matthew 5, 6, everything else will come. All those things you long for will come in due time. I will lose weight. (laughs) I just have to eat less and work out and take care of my body. And um, all things will be in order. All things will be well in 2024 if we put God first. If not for his great love, it says here, back to the passage, but God, but because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Isn't that great news? Isn't that great news? His great love for us. You know that love, you know that God has great love for you. My wife has great love for me. I do for her. We both have great love for our children. We both have great love for our dog, for our neighbors, for our family members. Imagine God. How much more? He who created you, who knows you, who formed in your mother's womb, how much more love does he have for you? And what is that love? compel us to do to live for him, to serve him, to change the way we live, to be more faithful to him, to be better Christians, to be more committed Christians, to become Christians. Maybe you've never become a Christian to say, Lord, I need you and to live for him in 2024. What better way to start the year and continue in this year than that? I want to wrap up with a quote that I read from my friend um, Nadia Bolzer. She's a pastor, a Lutheran pastor in Denver, Colorado, shout out to, uh, to all saints and sinners. And she wrote a, a, a essay and it said, I don't remember the exact quote, but something about don't expect too much of yourself so that no matter what successes you have, you will be happy. Something along those lines. Let me actually read the exact quote so I can be a little bit more precise and see if I have it here. It's on my Instagram, I believe I put it there. Let me just see here. It's a lot better than what I just gave you. Let's see here. It says... Let's see, yes. It was a 2024 blessing that she wrote on her Facebook. It says, May you expect so little of yourself that you can be super proud of the smallest accomplishments. May you expect so little of yourself that you can be super proud of the smallest accomplishments. That's so powerful because... I think, like, like me, we all want more, expect more of ourselves. And I think that's good to some degree. Maybe it's an aging thing. But I've realized that to expect more of myself can be detrimental at times. And here's what's really unhealthy and, and detrimental is to expect more from others. When people expect more from me, when I am going around with my measuring tape saying, okay, do you measure up? Do you measure up? Are you doing enough? Are you doing more? That destroys relationships. That's not Jesus that destroys the gospel, destroys the kingdom of God. And so I like that quote. Maybe it's just where I'm at in life, but maybe you can adapt, adopt this quote. May you expect so little of yourself and others so that you can be super proud of the smallest accomplishment so maybe i only lose three pounds this year and not gain any more weight how about that maybe this year instead of building 10 new churches i love people at my one church maybe that's the best thing i can do keep it simple as the quote says be you you in christ is enough thank you again for being here if you would like my coaching for this new year go to davidtrader.com slash coaching or just leave me a comment below and just put in coaching and let's schedule a consultation thank you again for being here and i'll see you next time adios